machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. Hello and welcome to a uh, another episode of Red Zone Drills. This is sort of just a rap session uh, in between episodes, uh, and we'll continue to do this as uh, as long as it uh, receives the fanfare that the first one did. Um, something I enjoy, and and I thought you know with uh, with redraft season like here, it's like we're right in the middle of it. Um, we're, we're we're closing in on. Uh, the start of the regular season, uh, it was important to maybe talk about a few players that I'm targeting in drafts. Uh, and the first one is Russell Wilson. So uh, don't let Wilson's uh, disappointing finish deter you from uh, drafting him in 2021. Uh, most of that was due to Brian Schottenheimer and his unimaginative offense. Uh, a lot of people said it. It had become predictable. Um, defenses, you know, could figure it out pretty easily. Uh, and, and that had probably a lot to do with Russell Wilson and his, and his vastly different first and second half of the season. In the first half of the season, he had a 10.2% touchdown rate. Uh, in the second half, it, was, it dropped to 4.6, uh, which was significantly lower than his career average of 6.2. Um, they've replaced Brian Schottenheimer with Shane Waldron, uh, who come over from the Rams, uh, who were much more pass-heavy uh, the last three seasons than the Seahawks were, uh, not just in, in normal game script, but in neutral game script. Uh, Waldron is a guy that you know, learned it at the feet of Sean McVay, and, and they love to pass the football. Uh, you know, at his current ADP, he's the eighth quarterback off the board, and that's a bargain. You know, Wilson is always seemingly chained uh, by, you know, the offense that he's in. He's played just 16 games in his career where he hit 40 passing attempts. Under Waldron, the last two years, Jared Goff hit that mark 11 times. You know, uh, I think there are big things in store for this offense. And I'm all in on Russell Wilson in 2021, especially at the eighth quarterback off the board. Justin Herbert is another quarterback who I really like. Yes, I'm painfully aware of the sophomore slump. It is a real thing. But I was higher on Herbert than the consensus last year. And I told you to take him over to it. And I'm just as high on him in, 20, in 2021. Herbert has a cannon hanging from his right shoulder. His average TD length was 20.8 yards, fourth among quarterbacks. Herbert was 8th in TD passes from outside the red zone. Now this shows that he doesn't have to be, the offense doesn't have to be super efficient for him to score. He was only average inside the red zone, 
which is typical for a rookie. And it's important to note that Red Zone Dynamo Austin Eckler missed a good chunk of the 2020 season. With him back in the fold and an increase in red zone efficiency, the sky is the limit for Herbert and an offense that includes Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. T. Higgins, another guy that I really like. Um, all things considered, Higgins had a phenomenal 2020 after being selected in the second round of the NFL draft. His 67 catches tied Chris Collinsworth for the most as a rookie in Bengals history. And you have to think that if Joe Burrow had remained under center, he'd have probably broken that record. In the four games prior to Burrow's injury, the talented wide receiver averaged eight targets per game. Now, some people think Jamar Chase could hinder him. But if Chase lives up to his billing, it will ensure that Higgins sees single coverage. With three dynamic wide receivers running around, it's going to be hard to pay close attention to any one of them. Offensive coordinator Brian Callahan believes Higgins is going to play a huge role in the offense, and I believe it. It's his second season in the offense, and like I said before, his second season in an NFL weight room. So this is another guy that I'm all in on in 2021. Another guy that I warned you about last year that I'm in on this year is Kansas City running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I wondered aloud about the offensive line and his pass protection issues that he displayed while at LSU. But you guys were blinded by that bright red pullover Andy Reid is so fond of, and most of you picked him anyway. Well, now I'm doing a 180, and I'm telling you to draft the second-year LSU star. And they spent considerable draft capital and resources to upgrade their offensive line. And it's widely known that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire played the second half of the season with a nagging injury. Despite that, he averaged 17 touches a game, which was 15th among running backs. And quarterback Patrick Mahomes has stated that they need to get the talented running back more involved in the passing game. I think that's going to be a focal point. And this is a kid that at his current ADP, even though it's the second round, I think it's too low. Speaking of second round running backs, there's a big talented tailback, bigger than most, standing six foot two, 221 pounds, and he plays in the nation's capital. And I'm talking about, of course, Antonio Gibson. Gibson averaged 79 scrimmage yards a game his final 13 games last season and scored 11 touchdowns. The coaching staff has indicated that they would like to use him like they used Christian McCaffrey, and their history suggests that they might just do that. Including their work at Carolina, their last three teams have scored 57 rushing touchdowns. And all three years, 
their offense has scored more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. It's this reason that I like Ryan Fitzpatrick a little less than the consensus. Antonio Gibson is poised for a huge year. This is a kid that could have 1,600 scrimmage yards. Speaking of second-year players, Jerry Judy. Caught just 46% of the balls thrown his way in 2020. And that's concerning because of the last 15 first-round rookies to finish under 50%, only Plaxico Burris and Roddy White went on to have successful careers. But there's reason for optimism. With regards to Judy, who is having a phenomenal camp, his footwork and route running have set him far apart from the aforementioned White and Burris. And I mentioned that 46%. Well, part of that is due to the fact that only 58% of the targets he saw were catchable. Second worst among all wide receivers with at least 100 targets. Denver will continue to feed him the football and give him every chance to turn things around. And I'm betting that he will, because he's having a phenomenal camp. C.D. Lamb is another second-year wide receiver that I love. Lamb was knocking on the door to a 1,000-yard season, even without star quarterback Dak Prescott under center. During the first five weeks before Prescott was injured, Lamb averaged five receptions and 84 yards, but just four for 46 after that. The Cowboys will likely continue to use him in a variety of ways, including handing him the football on end rounds and sweeps. He carried the ball 10 times for 82 yards and a touchdown in 2020 and returned an onside kick for a score. It's that versatility that will likely see him continuing to return punts. He's been the star of HBO's Hard Knocks, and he looks poised for a huge 2021. This is a kid that checks every box, and I'm all in. As you can see, I'm all about second-year wide receivers. I didn't mention Brandon Ayuk, but he's another guy I'm extremely high on. The talented rookie finished last season as Pro Football Focus's second-ranked pass catcher behind only Justin Jefferson. If everyone in San Francisco manages to stay healthy, their offensive line, and most importantly, the quarterback, they have one of the easiest schedules in pro football. With Debo on the field and Kittle back, this is an offense that has a chance to be really dynamic. And Ayuk is going to play that X spot in Kyle Shanahan's offense, which is always productive. So those are some of the guys I'm targeting in fantasy drafts.
It doesn't mean I don't like other guys more or the same. But this is just a drill, not a full-blown outlet. And if you like this little show, make sure you tune into the next full-length feature when I'll be joined again by the chef, Jake Bison. And if you're not subscribed to the Red Zone Podcast, make sure you do so wherever podcasts can be found. And be sure to check out our friends at the Sons of Dynasty and at Analyst Depot. Alright guys, thanks for tuning in. I've been the Fantasy Terminator.